But Dan, my passion doesn't pay. If you've ever thought that, stick around. Do you love your work? Do you think it's possible? Well, you're about to find out. It's time for 48 Days to the Work You Love with Dan Miller on the 48 Days Online Radio Show. Whether you need a professional tune-up or a work overhaul, this is the program for you. Now, here's your host, Dan Miller. Well, welcome in. You're listening to the 48 Days Radio Show, where each week we take 48 minutes to dive into those real-life questions about finding your passion, deciding what kind of life you want to live, and then finding or creating work that allows you to show up every day, excited to be able to do something that is meaningful, fulfilling, and profitable. Hey, this is where normal, indecision, ambiguity, come to die. Welcome to... 48 days radio show well how many times have you heard that you know john i love music i love art i love sculpture i love growing roses i love helping people with their finances but it doesn't pay enough well the issue is not that it doesn't pay enough the issue is that you need to be more creative in your thinking you know with an abundance mentality you can always find ways to generate extraordinary income far beyond, quote, industry standards. I mean, if we look at things like writing books or coaching, yeah, we know that 95% of people doing those things never make more than $40,000 a year. Artists, what do we know about artists? Starving artists, they don't make any money. Well, you hear me talk about stories on here week after week about artists who have figured out how to do something interesting. Golly, how to, how to do caricatures. Talked about... You know, my friend Tracy Lantham here in Nashville, who does caricatures, you know, he didn't want to go to college. He didn't want to have a regular job. You know, he made fun about just wanting to play all his life. Well, he does caricatures, charges $150 an hour, minimum of four hours to show up somewhere at an event. And he just stays booked all he wants to. We just got to look at new ways to approach what it is you have as your passion. Well, here's some of the questions we're going to be looking at today. Actually, this one's just kind of a in the success category, and we got a bunch of those. Then you inspired me to do my own thing after reading 48 Days. I started buying wrecked BMWs and Land Rovers, selling the parts on eBay for extra money. In 2015, I sold $3.5 million in parts on our website and on eBay. How cool is that? Well, somebody says, I have a stable job, but dread the nine to five routine as well as sitting in a cubicle all day. And I feel like I'm working myself to death to advance in a career that I hate. And how can I make $105,000 to match my old income as a financial coach doing what I love? Here, here's one. I love this. Dan, my question is, what made you an expert at giving career advice to others when you first started? And it, it's not... It's not said in, in a negative way. It's just, he's curious. How can you be an expert in something when you're learning yourself? Our quotation today comes from Socrates, who said, there is no possession more valuable than a good and faithful friend. You know, we're going to be circling back around to that again and again and again. I just got back from fancy conference in San Francisco, social media marketing world, 3,000 people, 3,100 people there. 
learning about all these fancy techniques that we have. You know what I heard again and again, which was really reassuring. I loved hearing it is that people are realizing that all those fancy things, social media tools, whether it's Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Snapchat, Meerkat, whatever you happen to be using at this point, they're just tools. Ultimately to be successful, it comes down to relationships with other people. Having a good and faithful friend is a great starting point. We'll talk about that some more. Well, here's some success stories. Stephanie says, excited to share a success story. Six years ago, I read and followed the plan you lay out in 48 Days to the Work You Love. I went from a $10 an hour job to a six-figure sales management position. In that job, I led a team of young professionals and walked alongside them in personal and professional development. In September 2015, I attended Coaching with Excellence, met many amazing people, including Giovanna Ellison. I'm now a member of her mastermind and have launched my own coaching business. I work with young professionals who want to advance their careers and goes on with that. Well, thank you, Stephanie, for that update and uh, sharing your own success story. This comes from Eli. says, Dan, I'm 74 years old. Thanks to your books, especially 48 Days to the Work You Love and your weekly podcast, I continue to thrive at work, continuing education and writing. I just published an Amazon Kindle, my first book, Sleep, Dream, Write, and Win. It is to encourage people to use their dreams as a source of inspiration for self-guidance and self-improvement. The first part of the book is in English, and the second part is in Spanish. It's a short book. Well, I already purchased it, Eli, downloaded it, have it on my phone, ready to read it at lunchtime. So thanks for that. But what a, what a cool story. Congratulations. 74 years old, continue to thrive at work, continuing education and writing. Incidentally, I love the premise of your book, Sleep, Dream, Write, and Win. That is to pay attention to our dreams when we're sleeping. Pay attention. We can learn a lot from our dreams. I know a lot of you know, sophisticated Americans just dismiss it as they uh, ate too much pizza last night. I pay attention to my dreams. I mean, that's where I get a lot of problem solutions. That's where I get a lot of new creative ideas by being attuned to the dreams that I remember when I wake up. And you can teach yourself to do that. Believe me, some of you are saying, yeah, you don't dream. Yes, you do. You just haven't gotten used to attuning your brain, your mind to listening to those dreams and to be an alert to them. We all dream and it's real easy to tap into those. I mean, if you want to interrupt a dream, set on an alarm clock for 90 minutes after you go to sleep. Yeah, chances are pretty good you're going to interrupt one or set it for 90 minutes before you would normally get up in the morning. I mean, those are times when you can just kind of interrupt your normal REM sleep patterns and tap into dreams. But I consider them to be a continued source of inspiration and guidance for me. So thanks for that note, Eli. Dr. David Powers says, you often mention that the best advertisement is living a unique life. Yeah, we've got a plaque here in the sanctuary for our Coaching with Excellence events that says your best billboard for being a coach is a life well lived. Something I said in one of our events and somebody captured it and had it turned into a beautiful, beautiful plaque. Well, David says, I'm a big science. Incidentally, that was Sutton Parks who did that, who's been at many of our events here and continues to live his own unique, adventurous life. 
David says, I'm a big sci-fi nerd and actually had a book publisher come to me recently, ask me to write a 1500 word white paper on using science fiction novels for education. Now listen to this, listen to the, how something that David was doing anyway, just as part of his normal, adventurous, enjoyable life. And somebody looked in and said, ah, can you explain to us how to do that? So a book publisher asked him to write a 1500 word white paper on using science fiction novels for education. I didn't know what to charge, so I figured a dollar a word would work. They jumped at the $1,500 and said, get started. I also negotiated the rights for it. They can use it for their own purposes in part or whole, but I retained all copyrights and plan on repurposing the paper later in the year as a book for sale on Amazon. Even better, because I homeschool and already use sci-fi with my kids, most of the work was already done. I just had to compile it. Even better, because of my in with this company, I may have an opportunity to adapt some of their works to comic books, which is a dream of mine. What a cool story. Hey, congratulations, David. I love that, that they ask you to explain how to use sci-fi novels in education. And now they're paying you a dollar a word to put together a short article. That's a nice little bump. Absolutely. Well, this comes from Rezel, who said, I just want to send a wholehearted thank you for the latest podcast on guaranteed success if you do this. Now, that's where I talked about investing in yourself. Um, Rizal says, my online business is causing a lot of emotional ups and downs right now. After the recent launching of an online product, it's been hard on me emotionally. Monetarily, it's doing well, but whenever I get negative feedback, even if it's totally positive, constructive feedback that I can use and implement, Blah, 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 blah. It's still the process of receiving that information in my personal heart and mind is very, very hard on me emotionally. Every other day right now, I feel like pulling the whole thing and quitting, but in the end, there's so many positives to continuing. It's just incredibly hard in my psyche to go through this process. Now, check this out. Now, some of you are going to, you know, throw your hands up when you, when you hear this. So, Razelle is struggling with getting negative feedback. She's got a very active web presence she's out there selling a course selling products and once in a while she gets negative feedback she says uh it leads me to my thank you it's very refreshing during times like these to listen to a podcast like yours that's designed to feed my soul i made over seven hundred thousand dollars last year as a one-woman online entrepreneur with just one full-time virtual assistant some contract work from others here and there uh, she's growing from seven hundred knows she'll hit at least 800,000 this year. Now, here's the thing, Roselle, and I did check check it out. Uh, you've got a very distinct first and last name, so it's very easy to find. And yes, I verified you really are out there doing it. Rock and roll. I love what you're doing and how you just got out there. Now, here's the deal. As soon as you raise your head up out of the ground, when you remember the game that we used to play at like, county fairs and things, whack-a-mole, where it was this little game. You had like nine little holes in it, and one mole would stick his head up, and you whack him with a rubber mallet, and he goes back down, and another one pops up. Well, that that's how it is if you do anything extraordinary at all. You do anything that's going to lead to success for you, you're going to have somebody whack you on the head. It's just what some people enjoy doing. You're going to get negative feedback. It just comes to the territory. If you can't handle the negative feedback, don't do anything extraordinary. 
don't make 700000 a year. Go back to making $40,000 a year in a job where you sit in a cubicle. Nobody will criticize you. You don't have to worry about negative feedback. But when you go to that level of success, you better believe it. You're going to have people wanting to pull you down, knock you over, all kinds of things like that. You've got to be immune to that. You've got to be able to tolerate that and know that it's just part of the territory. Joy and my wife used to cringe when someone, when she was still seeing emails that were coming into 48 days, you know, when somebody would criticize something that I did, you know, I'd write something, you know, or quote somebody and they say, Oh geez, you know, you quoted that person. I thought you were a Christian. I mean, the ridiculous things that come in still today. I mean, it's just part of the territory. That's okay. We don't block those. You know, I share a lot of those things on here, but Joanne had to realize early on that if we were going to have the kind of success that we have today, it was going to come with negative feedback from a few people along the way. So golly, again, I appreciate you sharing Rizal. Congratulations on what you're doing. Hold your shoulders back and your head high and let those naysayers just fall by the wayside as you continue to forge your way to the higher levels of success. This comes from Todd. Now, Todd was one of many. I mentioned on the podcast a couple of weeks ago that uh, I needed to get internet service run from back here at the sanctuary over to our house, which is about 300 feet away. My goodness, a whole bunch of you took the time to write to me, send me links about solutions for that. And I've taken your advice. What I've done, I haven't installed it yet, but I have some of the parts here, some more coming in the next couple of days. But I'm going to run a hardline cable rather than just trying to boost the signal and going point to point, shooting it through. We've got a significant number of trees here. And everybody said, yeah, the trees are going to be a problem. Plus, when you're shooting point to point, you are going to lose signal. I'm going to run a hardline cable. Not that big a deal. I'm going to test it out. I'm going to get an extender on both ends and run it over to our house. And then as soon as I am confident that it does work, then I'm going to get a little trencher out here and I'll just run a trench and bury that little cable in the ground. So I, I think I've got a solution. I'm excited about it. Going to get our speed up, you know, back here. I mean, we, even with the fancy uh, U-verse service that we've got at the house, the upload speed is about 2.7, you know, back here at the sanctuary, it's, it's like 180. So I, I'm willing to try some things, but anyway, Todd had, had a solution for that. So thank you, Todd. Uh, but I want to move down to your success story. Where Todd says, you inspired me. And incidentally, thank you to all the rest of you who took the time to write to me. I didn't respond to everybody, but thank you so much for your tips about how to solve my technology problem here. Golly, I love the fact that you are a resource for that, that you've got a lot of brilliance and intellectual wisdom in that arena and share readily. Todd says, you inspired me to do my own thing after reading 48 Days. I started buying wrecked BMWs and Land Rovers and selling the parts on eBay for extra money. That was around 2008. I quit my job and went full-time in 2009. I built a company to where in 2015, we sold $3.5 million in parts on our website and on eBay. Running that company introduced me to the world of auto recycling. This is an industry that's got stuck between the 60s and 80s technology-wise. Todd says, I've developed some software for identifying the high-demand parts from each car. On eBay, and I launched my software company in 2016. It's been a huge success, and I'm already making more money than I made selling parts. So again, he made 3.5 million selling parts. Says he's already 
because of his software that he developed to help people find parts effectively, now making more money than that. I also do consulting with salvage yards on their eBay programs, and I bill them $250 an hour for that. Uh, you came from being a technician. Heard me talk a couple weeks ago about being an auto technician, how I value those guys, want to commend them and reward them, affirm them. But he said he took that knowledge, moved into this arena. You know, and that's, that's a great example of how you have expertise in a particular area, but then it opens your eyes to opportunities that other people just working around you aren't seeing, and you can go from there and move, move forward with that. Well, hey, congratulations to all of our, all of our champions out there, all of you who are doing extraordinary things. You know, love hearing your stories, love hearing what you are doing, but move the world forward to share your stories. Hey, have you got a success story? Yeah, we'd love to hear it here. You can go to 48days.com, click on the podcast, you'll see a place there where you can share it, or you can do a... Um, you can do an audio there. You can just hit the little microphone and leave an audio message. Or you can just, as most of you know, send an email to me directly at askdan at 48days.com. Now, I want to talk about just a couple things here. One is in the, in the new 48 Days Eagles membership site that we've got. You know, a lot of people are moving over there and we're delighted to see you come in. The sharing there is just mind-blowing. And the... The mentors that we have, people who have expertise in particular areas who are willing to share, it just never ceases to amaze me. Never ceases to amaze me, the willingness people have to share. This week, we had Kent Julian on there teaching on the 1% advantage. It's the new method that he has showing you how to leverage your time. And it's really astounding. I mean, if you do what he talks about, where you identify what's important and spend time on those things. Now there's a system for doing that, but he taught on the 1% advantage this next week. I'm going to be sharing some thoughts on a mastermind. Now this is a session that I did in San Diego recently. It was really well received. We had a lot of interaction, a lot of follow-up responses and questions from people. And I'm, so I'm going to talk about the power of a mastermind. Talk about how you can form one if you don't have one yourself. So that's going to be the mentor teaching in 48 days Eagles on this coming Monday. So if you aren't already in there, you know, check it out. You can just go to 48 days Eagles.com and get all the information that you need. Now remember the opening quotation I had from Socrates. There's no possession more valuable than a good and faithful friend. And it reminded me Reminded me as I was thinking about that and thinking about this idea that, you know, my, it does come down to relationships. It comes down to spending time connecting with people, living life together, sharing together. I mean, that's what a mastermind is all about. And it's certainly the key to the things that I've been able to do. And, and as I observe other people, you know, they don't do it in isolation. You link with other people. Reminded me of this old song. And this used to be, this still is a favorite of mine. It's been around years and years and years. It was kind of a theme song for the small group of us who were going through the master's degree program in clinical psychology that I went through years ago. This is our theme song. Lean on me. I'm not going to play the whole thing, but I just wanted to remind you of it. You know, don't, don't be afraid to reach out. It's easy in this environment to be isolated think that you can do it all yourself to think that you have to do it all yourself and it just doesn't work that way 
you're going to put a cap on your ceiling of possibilities and success real quickly if you're doing it all on your own. So don't be afraid to reach out in whatever way works for you. Make sure that you're taking advantage of this principle. Lean on somebody. Well, I'll give us about another 30 seconds here and we'll go on. Got a whole lot to cover today. I just might have a problem that you'd understand. Boy, how many times have I found that true over the years? Absolutely. There are people who just like putting out my technology thing. Gee, I want to get fast, high-speed internet from the sanctuary on our property over to our house. 300 feet away, a whole bunch of you jumped in. That, that's how easy it is to lean on other people's expertise and how willing they are to share. Well, this comes from Fujita. I probably got the name wrong. Apologize about that, Fujita. I'm a big fan. I've read your books, listen to your podcast. I love your wisdom and faith-based approach to life and work. I have a stable job, but I dread the nine to five routine as well as sitting in a cubicle all day. I don't feel fulfilled and creative by the monotony. I really want to start a business and have several ideas, but I'm afraid to take the first steps for various reasons, such as losing the stable income, perception, the critical nature of others, and I have a family to support. The two business ideas I have are a recycling pickup business, a concierge service offering assistance to busy people who don't have time to take care of personal needs like running errands, grocery shop, plan, arrange logistics for travel, etc. Do you think either of these businesses are profitable and worth pursuing? Well, yeah, and I've got two parts to my response to you. One is back in February, the February 17th episode, I interviewed Patrick McGinnis, author of the 10% entrepreneur. I love that message. We talked about how a lot of people are well suited to have a core career. That may be a traditional job where you have that, but that doesn't mean that you need to just forget your dreams. You can have 10% of your time dedicated to building that dream in the side. And we talked about that. You know, he's one job enough in today's workplace. You know, how can I try something with keeping as a zero opportunity cost? So those are some of the things that Patrick and I talked about in that episode. You may want to go back and, and listen to that one again. Now, I love your ideas. A recycling pickup business, you know, we just talked about, golly, what was it? We just heard from Todd who said that he, is now he, he's doing two and a half million dollars a year selling parts for wrecked BMWs and Land Rovers. I mean, how cool is that? Yeah, there's all kinds of things in the recycling arena that I think you can do. Frankly, I'm more excited about that than a concierge service offering, you know, personal assistance to people. Uh, that I think it's hard to really leverage that in any meaningful way. I mean, we have people that do a lot of things for us around here, including, you know, bringing groceries to our house. 
that's going to be pretty low pay. That, that's not going to really launch you into something significant to do just that, unless you create the business and then have other people doing that. But explore your ideas on the side without, without sabotaging the nine to five routine that you have now. Use those 15 hours a week that I talk about so that you build your idea using those 15 hours, Fujita. And then when you get some success in that, when you are at 50% of the income that you're making in your current job, yeah, then you'll get more support from family members and you'll see the potential. You'll understand it more. So give yourself three to six months to get to 50% of your current income doing a recycling pickup business. Jump in and do that without quitting your job. Then you'll have, then you'll be in a great position of strength to move forward. Great question. Ben says, I'm 32 years old with a degree in government public policy. I graduated in 2008, was unable to find work in my educational field. I started working in banking and retail due to necessity. I've been slowly advancing in my career in banking since I got married five and a half years ago. Despite achieving some success at past positions, I've recently switched to a role where it's 100% commission based in the mortgage banking industry. I've been struggling to make ends meet, getting a second job delivering pizzas, on night and weekends, my wife also works two jobs. I feel like I'm working myself to death to advance in a career that I hate. Any advice would be appreciated. Well, there's certainly red flags in what you're doing. And when you describe it as such, working to advance in a career that you hate, I mean, you, you need to be looking for an escape plan, an exit strategy rather. Well, it sounds better than an escape plan, but you need an exit strategy. This is not a place to be. When you have been in the bank, you know, the bank, banking in general isn't going to offer a whole lot of potential. I mean, I know people have been in banking for 30 years and are barely making it. You know, banking is so competitive. There's so much deconstruction going on. It's not a place to really carve out a great career in any way that I see. And when you have moved from a salaried position to 100% commission based in the mortgage banking industry, wow. In the mortgages, I mean, I don't know of anything within banking that's more competitive. There's 15 people on every block. There are things, 15 things that pop up every morning in my email about, you know, better rates for mortgages. It's extremely competitive. And for you to build a clientele where you then have repeat customers that are going to come back maybe every four or five years, and you're looking at dedicating a very, very long period of time to establishing yourself in that and with the feelings you have about banking now already, no, don't continue to climb a ladder that's leaning against the wrong wall. You don't want to do that. So you have to go back and take a fresh look at what are your skills and abilities? What are your personality tendencies? What are the things, what drew you to get a degree in government public policy? I mean, what are the possible applications for that? Why did you get away from that? What drew you to that initially? And what are things, unique things that you could find that would be an application of that, that would give you opportunity in those areas? So absolutely, you're at a point, you need to draw a line in the sand. 30 days from now, you need to have an exit strategy in place from what you're doing now and into a new line of work. Well, this comes from Alea, who, um, her, her website is Hope and Sense. C-E-N-T-S, hopeandsense.com. 
And I listen to your podcast to and from church on Sundays with my 11-year-old son in the car. The other day I heard him singing the opening song. Oh my gosh. Stuck in the J-O-B. You know, there's a lot of kids I run into that know that song from start to finish. We'll play it here in a little bit. That's uh, uh, delightful. And Alea says, I plan to take a leap in September. Here's the deal. She says, I do financial coaching and work full-time. While I trained with Ramsey Solutions, it's only been since April of last year that I focused on building my own business. Between 2012 and now, I've worked financial coaching into my duties at my day job in church ministry. I was initially hired to be a small groups coordinator, but after some time in the job, I proposed a financial guidance department. Now, 25% of my job is to provide coaching to benevolence recipients as well as others, and to offer Financial Peace University twice a year. I did this to improve my skills as a coach while on the job and to make the job serve as a bridge from my former career as a clothing designer to my passion of financial coaching. Uh, Let me drop down here a little bit. Okay, now, Alina says, I learned that I'm pregnant. I will be due in September. In my life, God has used events, sometimes painful ones, to get me to move and take those much-needed steps. My husband and I believe this is to be one of those moments. The leap I'm planning to take is to resign from my job in September and to focus on blogging and coaching. In terms of income, I was making $105,000 in fashion, dropped to 45000 when I accepted the job in church ministry. I'm determined to return and exceed the income level I had before. I'm in good standing with my job. think there's a chance I could pitch working part-time in some capacity after giving birth, maybe remotely in part. And she's talking about doing financial coaching. Now, here's the deal. Elena, this is one of those areas where people say, I'm passionate about doing financial coaching, but it doesn't pay. And typically, that's true. When you think about your target audience, people who are struggling financially, to get them to pay significantly for your advice, your services is a challenge. People are used to getting advice in the financial arena for free. You can go to an accountant, a CPA, a banker. Uh, they're all you know selling other services, but they give you a lot of advice for free. It's really tough to just do financial coaching and make it profitable. And when you talk about having made $105,000 in the fashion industry, you drop to less than, less than half of that by taking a job in what you're doing now. And now you're talking about going out on your own, which again, usually drops down from even a salaried position. That being said, do I think you can do it? That you can expand your blog and your desire to help people in the financial arena? Absolutely. I mean, you said that you've been through Ramsey Solutions training to get to where you are now. I mean, it's no secret. You can look clearly at what Dave Ramsey has done same heart, same desire, exactly as what you're describing. You think maybe Dave Ramsey makes $45,000 a year, maybe even $105,000 a year? Well, yeah, you can keep adding zeros on that. I mean, there's no secret about that. We can see what he's done with his desire to help people. That's somewhat of the model that you're going to have to do. You're going to have to get real creative about how you can do that. Can you blog? Yes. Can you do a podcast? Yes. Can you meet with people one-on-one? Yes. You're going to need to leverage the areas in which you are paid so that you can get to that $100,000 mark and more. Do I think you can do that again? Absolutely. 
but you're going to have to be one of the few who makes this work in doing what you want to do in the financial coaching area. So you're going to have to do your blogging. You're going to have to look for opportunities to speak where you can get paid. You're going to have to look at doing personal coaching. You're going to have to look at doing live events. So you pull a seminar together, have 20 people in the room who've all paid a thousand dollars to be there. I mean, do that a couple times a year, you know, and you're well on your way. You're going to have to look at what I call the Venn diagram that I use in our own business in 48 days, where I have multiple things that we're doing at any given time that generate income. So we, we sell the personalized disc profiles as an example. We do thousands of those. So that creates significant income. We have courses online, audio programs, instructional manuals. We republish public domain materials. We license things. We have affiliate relationships with organizations. We promote their products and make money. That's the kind of model that you want to create. It, it looks from everything that I'm seeing that you're, you're smart enough to make this happen in a heartbeat. But look at that, creating a Venn diagram where you have seven or eight different streams of income based on your desire to help people financially, but not dependent on just the one-on-one meeting together. You'll never reach your goals in doing just that. So, Hey, I hope that's encouraging. My goodness. I mean, you, you can do it. You're well on your way there and having the foundation set with your website and all. So just leverage that, get those other places and things in place. Look forward to the birth, the exciting birth of another baby. Congratulations on that. And you can be up and running by September with exactly what you're describing. Well, Bill says, I've been reading your book. I live in a small market, which New Orleans is. I have heard that your process won't work in today's environment. I was told by a so-called career coach in a webinar that this method is old school and people throw these letters away. Now, I, I, referring apparently to my recommendation that you send physical letters to decision makers when you're doing the job search process, just in the way that I lay out in 48 days to the work you love. Um, Bill continues here. I'm contacting CEOs and presidents of companies. They won't even talk to you because of email, ATS systems, et cetera. I've been out of work now for months, which seems like an eternity. I'm 60 years old. I'm scared to death. Does your process really, really work? Why does it work? This has gotten my wife all nervous and afraid as well. We never dreamed we would be in this situation at this point in our lives. Please calm our fears. Thanks, Bill. Well, you've packed a whole lot of in there. Incidentally, you're saying people won't talk to you because of ATS systems. That's, uh, if you're not familiar with that, it's applicant tracking system. Yeah, a lot of companies have that in place. Now, here's the deal. You can be scared to death in what you're doing and convinced that nothing works, nobody's hiring, there's no opportunities, and curl up in a fetal position, you know, and believe the sky is falling. You can't afford to do that. You're 60 years old, you've been out of work for months. You need to have a combination of things that you're doing. I mean, go through the process in 48 days to the work you love. Yes, it does work. We get in input from people every day. I mean, check out the testimonials on our site. We get input every day from people who are using that and getting three, four, even five and six job offers in doing that. It does work in today's market. Yes, it still works. If you get away from sending out physical, well, let me just, we'll start with this. So it used to be that you would just walk in somewhere and apply for a job. Well, 
Now we know that companies are too sophisticated to do that. So you have to go to an online process. Well, we used to just send letters out, real resumes and cover letters. But now we know that everybody's just using email. Okay, if you believe the first two statements that I said there, that those things don't work, you've already boxed yourself into a tiny, tiny possibility of ever getting something that's going to work for you. Thus, my recommendation is go out this afternoon, walk in the front door of 10 businesses. That still is the most effective way. 47% of the people who are getting jobs walking in the door. Now that's not likely to get you a $250,000 a year job, but if you need something today to break this cycle of not being in work at all, you can get a job this afternoon by walking in the door of 10 businesses out there with a smile on your face, your shoulders held back, pleasing personality, let them know what it is that you do, how you can add to their success. You'll get job offers on the spot. The second thing, sending letters. Yes, it still does work. It still does get attention to get something physical. And if you are contacting companies using only email, you're either spamming by sending things that are unsolicited, unwelcome, they're just going to get deleted instantly, or else you're using their online system. So you put yourself in the same pool as 3,000 other people who are just filling out those online applications. That's not a good plan. So make, have a combination of things that you do. Go out this week and walk in 10 businesses every day this week. Do that in the morning. That's the best time. Do it before 11 o'clock. That's when most hiring decisions are made, before 11 o'clock. So just make it as a goal to do that. Just walk in those doors. You don't have to decide who's hiring. If they have a position, it doesn't matter. There's so much fluidity and volatility in the workplace today. Some of those people are going to be looking for somebody just like you right now, and they're going to wonder how you were brilliant enough to walk in their front door. That still works. But in addition, have a more strategic job search process by which you've identified 30 to 40 companies that would be a good match for you. Places that you'd like to be connected with, places that were within a 15 minute drive of where you are. And New Orleans has plenty, 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 plenty of opportunity. I don't care if it's a small, medium or large market, what you, however you want to define it. It has thousands of companies that are looking for good people to bring on board. And then the, the final part, of that job search process is when you are sending out individual letters to those 30 to 40 companies, then do follow up. Don't just expect them to take the initiative and call you. It won't happen. They won't do it. You follow up, contact them either by phone contact, being persistent with that or walking in the front door. You're going to put yourself in the top two to 3% of candidates that are looking for them that are looking, they're looking at and you'll put yourself into a category of maybe one or two other candidates rather than the 300 that just threw an application online. Well, my gosh. Hey, I want to encourage you, Bill. I mean, you, you can do this. I mean, I don't care that you're 60 years old. You've been out of work for a few months. Those things only work against you in as much as you allow them to. The barriers, your success are between your own two ears not in the reality of the workplace out here. There are people looking for you. You make it clear what it is. You bring a value to the table. Get out there and let them know when you're on your way. Well, here's a question from Michael. Michael says, I've taken the PCCI Essential Life Coaching. That's um, our friend Chris McCluskey's 
organization, Professional Christian Coaching Institute, Essentials of Life Coaching Course, and have signed up to facilitate your 48 Days Curriculum of Seminars. My question is, what made you an expert at giving career advice to others when you first started? I'm finding it difficult to approach people thinking I'm not an expert. I know that if I know more than others in an area, I'm perceived as an expert, but I'm still having issues. You have any idea how many lives have been changed and the ripple effect you've caused to change individuals and families? Well, in regard to the second question, I really don't. I mean, the 40 days of the work you love in that book is now at about one and a half million copies sold. Um, and we hear from lots of people who have loaned it out, spread the word. So there's a, a ripple effect for which I'm extremely grateful, but I, it's hard to quantify that. Again, I'm encouraged by the ongoing daily letters and testimonials that we get from people. How do you make yourself an expert at giving career advice to others when you first were starting? Well, yeah, I've been giving career advice to people for a lot of years, and I was very young when I started doing that. You just have to realize that nobody else has experienced what you've experienced. You don't have to pretend to know everything. That's not the deal at all. But if you ask questions, you'll help the person find their own solution. So your job as a 48 days seminar facilitator is to, I mean, the material is all there. I mean, you can, you know, seal your lips and never say anything and just have people go through the material and they've got what they need to find those solutions. So whatever you add is going to be a bonus to that, but feel free to add your personal experiences, what you've experienced, what you've observed, what you've seen happen in your own life and that of your children or anybody that you've been around, you know, feel free to do that. That's very legitimate. That's what you're expected to do as a seminar facilitator or as a career coach. I mean, it's not, there's, there's no time when you'll get to the point where you have all the solutions. You are to come alongside people, help them explore their options, help them have eyes to see things they maybe have not been seeing. So in that way, you can be a valuable sounding board. You know, the next question here, here let me share this real quick and because it's, it's an example of giving career advice. Alicia says, how do I transition or know when to transition? I have a master's degree in my field, but I'm not getting any promotions or great opportunities. Well, as a career coach, I, I would come along. I know very little about Alicia's position. She has a master's degree in her field. I don't know what that is. She's obviously at a job, but not getting promotions or great opportunities. So my question would be, Alicia, how are you adding value in your position? And are you doing more than is just expected? Or are you doing just the bare essentials to get a paycheck? You know, what is it that you have unique value in? What is your USP, that unique selling proposition? What is it that you do? that makes you really stand out in a crowd? How do you relate to other people? What kind of environments are you most comfortable with? See, as a career coach, I'm not giving advice, I'm asking questions. And in the asking questions, I can help that person uncover, you know, peel back the layers of the onion and uncover what their best options are. That's really, that's really pretty much, you know, how, how to do that, how you are effective as a career coach. Well, hey, let me catch my breath here. We got just a couple more questions that we'll squeeze in before we end today's segment. But I want to remind you that you are listening to real life questions, things that people are asking out there, how to deal with the challenges and how to take advantage of the opportunities. And that's what we're talking about. If you've got a question, 
you can just go to 48days.com, click on the podcast. You'll see a, a place there where you can just write out your question. You can send me an email at askdan48days.com, or you can just go to any page on our site, click on the little microphone on the side, and just ask me a question right there. I'll listen to it. If it's not too lengthy, I can even play it here. Well, this comes from Luke, who says, I'm 26 years old. I've been a truck driver for nearly six years. Before that, I was also in the transportation industry as a mechanic for three years. I've wanted out of driving since the beginning. The only reason I got into it was because it was the only way I knew to make money. I've read your book, 48 Days to the Work You Love, many others, along with podcasts from you and others. I'm having trouble settling on what I would like to do as my main value in life, as my main value in life is family, and I'd like to spend as much time with them as I can. As a driver, I work 80 to 90 hours a week. I'm hoping you can help me write a resume that shows my skills in a way I can get away from trucking. Or if you can recommend someone that can have a great day. I love all your work. Well, thanks for your note, Luke. Wow. What a tough place to be in where you feel trapped in what you're doing. Again, I commend you at 26 years old from, for jumping into something where you can be a responsible provider for your family. I mean, that's the thing to do. But at this point, can you take a fresh look at what it is that you're doing and look for some new opportunities? Absolutely. I mean, now's a great time to just without sabotaging what you're doing. Don't stop driving truck, but give yourself 48 days to go through the 48 days to the work you love process to assess what is unique about you. What are those things you find yourself drawn to? What is it that you want to do, even if you aren't going to make money doing it? I mean, take a look at those things so you get some clear ideas. A lot of times, I mean, you're 26 years old. A lot of times, the first couple jobs we have in our career, the main value is to help us understand what we don't want to do. You've done that. You don't want to be away from your family 80 and 90 hours a week. You don't want to be just out on the road driving. You know, it looks luxurious to other people. Sounds like a, a real fun kind of thing to do to just be out seeing the country. But I'm, I can understand how it would get monotonous and boring and feel like a hardship pretty quickly. So take advantage of the time. Yes, we do have people. Um, Luke, I hope I didn't take time to check, but I need to check to see if you're part of our 48 Days Eagles community. We have a whole lot of people in there who are willing to link arms with you and give you some help. Marcy Travis is a resume development expert. She's in there. So my first encouragement would be jump in the 48dayseagles.com community. Check that out. Now, what you're going to see at 48dayseagles.com is just kind of our introduction page, but it'll walk you right through the process of getting involved. And then you can get involved in the massive activity that takes place in our Facebook groups and other places where we have information, content, resources, people, and guides for you to walk you right through what it is that you're talking about here. You know what? <laughs> I would love to continue going. Uh, last week, I had a themed podcast and be on investing in yourself. And because of that, uh, we, had, we had a whole lot of accumulation of new questions coming in here. And so because of that, there's way more than I could possibly address. But keep them coming. I love those. I'll catch up with some of the ones for this week. Next week, we'll start off with those. I want to remind you, you know, some of, a lot of what we talked about today is... Investing in yourself and also how to take those creative ideas and leverage those into something extraordinary. 
to give you the kind of income that most people only dream about. Well, this is my personal invitation to you to join us at Innovate. I mean, this is where we're going to work with people who see themselves as starving artists. You know, how do you just, how do you release that creativity that you've got into a business that feeds both your passion and your bank account? Well, hey, that's what we're going to be dealing with right here at the Sanctuary, Franklin, Tennessee, May 11th and 12th. That's Innovate. We're going to talk about how to start or grow your business, how to market and product your product or service, how to connect with like-minded ecopreneurs, how to receive encouragement, direction, how to create an economic model that'll feed your family, take care of your needs, and much more. Check it out. Live events. Innovate is the event. It's filling up quickly. It's going to be a lot of fun. We've got really cool people lined up to share with you. My little granddaughter, Claire, is on her way back across the country. She's looking, counting the days to be here so she can share her stories about being an entrepreneur at nine years old. I know it'll encourage you as well. Well, hey, thanks for being part of this community where we are, in fact, finding or creating work that is meaningful, purposeful, and profitable. Have a great week. Don't settle for less.